Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren, and this is your daily Boston Bruins podcast, where we gather together to discuss all things spoke to be. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can find yours truly at ENC McLaren. If you have a longer message to send in, please do so at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. Please also uh, subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast app you use. And uh, as you gather with friends and family this year over the holidays, please let any Boston Bruins loving people in your life about the podcast. Let's begin today's show by uh, looking ahead to tonight's game against the New York Islanders. Uh, The Bruins, of course, kicked off a four-game pre-holiday home stand on Tuesday with an overtime loss to the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, So now they have three games remaining on this homestand, beginning tonight against the Islanders. Then they'll play the Predators on Saturday and the Capitals next Tuesday. Sean Corrali, after practice on Wednesday, he said, we'll keep moving forward. You never want to give up points that you think you could have. So that kind of stings a little bit to give up some points that we feel like we left on the table a la the other night's game against the Kings. We played some good hockey. We've got a lot to room to grow. Worked on some of those things today. We're looking forward to a good Islanders team that we haven't seen yet this year. This will be Boston's first game against the Islanders this season. They're currently second in the Metropolitan Division with 46 points. Uh, They trail Boston by three uh, atop the Eastern Conference standings. Actually, atop the NHL standings. They're behind the Capitals by seven as well. Uh, Matt Barzell leads the Islanders with 27 points. Um, we all know the whole Barzell connection to Boston, i.e. being passed over in the draft in favor of DeBrusque, Zach Seneshin, and Jacob Sporl. He won the Calder Trophy a couple years ago, and um, don't need to rehash that draft gaff too much but obviously it would be nice to have a player of his caliber in the Bruins lineup um Corrali added I think we were playing last year in the playoffs kind of where we want to get back to I think if you saw us play back then you kind of know where we can get to as a team we've got some room to improve puck possession execution just all the things that come with playing a little bit better we're getting closer, which is a good sign that we're trending in the right direction. That's something that Bruce Cassidy alluded to after the loss to the Kings. Uh, things aren't as uh, dire as they seemed a couple of weeks ago when they were kicking off uh, an extended losing streak. They did outplay the Kings by a pretty wide margin and outshot them something like 40 to 27. Uh, Jonathan Quick really stood on his head and saved that game for the Kings, whereas... Um, Tukarask allowed a couple ones that uh, he'd like to have back. Although when you think of that saying, I don't think there's a goalie that wouldn't like to have goals coming back. Um, So it's kind of a stupid saying, but whatever you get my point. Um, Another thing to keep an eye on was Brad Marchand took a maintenance day, did not participate in Wednesday morning skate. Hopefully he's back 
prior to uh, tonight's game, back skating with the team, morning skate, and in the lineup. Um, a big talking point on Wednesday was also the production of Brandon Carlo so far this season. Last season, in 72 games, he had two goals and eight assists. Uh, this year, in only 35 games, he's already surpassed that. He now has three goals, 11 points on the season. Uh, he scored what was, at the time, the go-ahead goal in the third period, a lead that the Bruins coughed up. But Cassidy said after uh, practice on Wednesday that uh, they've always tried to encourage Brandon to shoot a bit more. Uh, that dating back to Providence days, uh, he made some good plays there. Uh, he knew that there was something there for Carlo that if he would just get the puck on net more, it, it would benefit him. Uh, he gets gravitated towards that shutdown penalty curve role. I think his mindset just changed a little bit to be more guarded in your chance taking. Now he's trying to build more of that game is what Cassidy said. Uh, Carlo's offensive efforts coming from having some more experience under his belt. He's 23 now. Um, set career highs during his rookie season with six goals and 16 points. It looks like he's well on track to eclipsing that this season. Um, Cassidy said, again, it's some of that has been his, he's been in the league a little bit more. Feels there's more to give. Uh, he got pretty lucky with that goal the other night, uh, but he did put it on the net. Uh, you can put it on the puck on the net. Sometimes you get those bricks over the course of 82 games, so good for him. He's been trying to be involved and keep pucks alive. That's where he can pick up some assists as well, just by getting it on net, perhaps some rebounds, deflections, things like that. Uh, this really speaks to um, kind of people who poo-poo advanced statistics or Corsi. Um, at the end of the day, Corsi is all about tracking shot attempts on net. And this is exactly what Cassidy is saying here about Carlo. Uh, the more you put the puck on net, the more you're going to be rewarded with goals, with assists, generating scoring opportunities. Um, there's really no harm in putting the puck on net unless, you know, there's somebody standing right in front of you. He's going to block it and go the other way for a breakaway. You got to be smart about when you're, sh you're, you're attempting a shot, but, um, yeah, they're encouraging Carlo to do it. It's paying off and he's got three goals in the season. Um, it's something maybe Charlie McAvoy has to keep in mind as well, not to get, uh, too discouraged with his zero goals in the season, not to tighten up on the stick too much, but just to relax, play his game, get some shots towards the net and, uh, the assists will continue to pile up and, and one of them is bound to go in, uh, sooner than later. One other note was that uh, Zach Senershin, he uh, was activated off IR and was sent down to Providence. Uh, he said, it's awesome to be back. Definitely been a long time coming. Nice feeling to be back with the guys, be back on the ice. Uh, there isn't an exact date as to whether he'll be back in the lineup, either in Providence or Boston, but uh, he's just focusing on uh, getting better for when that might happen. It's been a great to work with the coaches, he said. We have a great staff here. I feel better, better each day, uh, so I'm excited. He's been out with a lower body injury sustained uh, over a month ago now, back on uh, November 12th. 
Uh, Carson Kuhlman also skated. Uh, we'll mention him a little bit when we take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. But that's the situation ahead of tonight's game against the New York Islanders. The Bruins really need a bounce back, uh, a strong effort, and um, hopefully they can gain some momentum here heading into uh, their final two games against Nashville and Washington before the Christmas break. It is time now for the final edition of All the President's Men prior to the Christmas break. This is my weekly look at the NHL's top five teams in my humble estimation, uh, where we look at teams in the running for first overall, hence the President's Trophy and All the President's Men. Coming in at number five this week, I am going to put the New York Islanders, who the Bruins will be playing here this evening. They've played 32 games. They're 22-8-2. They have the NHL's second-best point percentage at 719 behind the Washington Capitals. They also have a goal differential of plus 15, which is sixth in the NHL to date. However, as I've been saying uh, over and over, there are some caveats that need to be made about this team. If you look at their underlying numbers, they remain the 30th ranked team in terms of Corsi percentage in 5-on-5 play, which is generally thought to be an indicator of uh, success. They have a 46.08 Corsi 4 percentage meaning that game in and game out, the opposition is generating about 54% of the shot attempts in 5-on-5 play. They've been significantly held up by their goaltending tandem of uh, Thomas Grice and Semyon Varlamov, and they have a uh, third-ranked save percentage of 93.76. Now, a couple other teams in the top five also have pretty high uh, even strength save percentages, but the fact that their Corsi percentage is so low uh, indicates to me that at some point their luck is going to run out. And we even saw that the other night when they fell uh, by a score of eight to three to the Nashville Predators, who the Bruins will play uh, coming up on Saturday, and who are um, you know off to a sixteen twelve and five start. 37 points, kind of a middling team uh, right now. So Islanders, I'll put them in fifth based on the strength of their record, uh, but with some caveats that um, their underlying numbers are very strong. Uh, But then again, watch them come out and beat the Bruins tonight, uh, having said that. Uh, Number four, I'm going to put the, um, let's see here. You know what? I'm going to put our Bruins in fourth this week. They're 35 games in, 21-7-7. They have a 700-point percentage, which is third in the NHL. They have a uh, second-ranked goal differential of plus 28. In terms of total points, they're third behind Washington and St. Louis. Their underlying numbers uh, also somewhat troubling. They have a Corsi percentage of uh, 50.21, which is 16th in the NHL. Again, they're being held up by some exceptional goaltending by Halak 
and Rask so far this season, as well as some, uh, you know, power play success early on uh, this season as well. Um, as we all know, they've been struggling as of late. They've won one of their past seven games. Um, you know, they lost to the Kings the other night. Uh, so I really need to see a strong end to um, this first portion of the schedule prior to the short holiday break heading into 2020 uh, to really put them back up into the top three. In third this week, I'm going to put uh, the St. Louis Blues, who beat the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final, as we all remember. They're 22-8-6. and six. They have a 694 point percentage, just slightly back of the Bruins. Uh, their goal differential is only at plus 13. Their course percentage is actually a touch under the Bruins at 49.9, uh, meaning you know the opposition is marginally generating a bit more uh attempts on uh, on Bennington and Jake Allen. They are second in the NHL with 50 points, um, but they do have uh, the most games played, hence the uh, lesser point percentage. But still, uh, they look pretty strong. They've been doing all this without Vladimir Tarasenko, so I'm giving them kind of the benefit of the doubt that way. And they're my second, third place team, sorry, this week, the St. Louis Blues. In second, I'm putting the Colorado Avalanche. They have a plus 31 goal differential, which is tops in the league. They're 8-1-1 one one in their last 10 games. Uh, 47 points, which is good for fourth. But they have a game in hand on uh, the Bruins, Capitals, and Blues. Two games in hand on the Blues um, in the race for the Central Division. Uh, Corsi-wise, again, they're uh, below the Blues, 49.46. So we're seeing a bit of a trend here. These... Top teams not really outplaying the opposition, but they're getting, um, you know, these teams are deep enough to create offense. Uh, and they both have pretty strong goaltending, um, not only starting goaltending, but backups as well. You see the Islanders, they have Varlamov and Grice. You see the Blues, they have Bennington and Allen, who's had a bit of a resurgence. Um, the Avalanche, even, they have Grubauer and uh, Frankus, who have both been playing well. The Bruins have um, Rask and Halak. So you see a bit of a trend there uh, with these top teams, maybe not, uh, you know, dominating in terms of possession, but they are deep teams that can score um, seemingly at will, or all three, four lines that can score, and they have two starting level goalies. We see that even with the number one team, the Washington Capitals. They have a record of 24, 6, and 5, 53 points, three clear of the Blues. Uh, their goal differential is at plus 25, which is third behind Colorado and Boston. Um, their Corsi percentage is sitting at 50.39, uh, just slightly ahead of the Bruins. Uh, but yeah, they're. Uh, They've got Brayden Holtby. Ilya Samsonov has stepped up as kind of maybe the goalie of the future. And um, I really think they're well positioned to remain at or near the top spot for the rest of the season. So that, to recap, I have the uh, New York Islanders, our Boston Bruins, St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, Washington Capitals. A strong theme with these teams. 
two high-end goalies. You need that in this league to succeed, no matter what the uh, underlying numbers suggest. And, um, yeah, just really deep uh, forward lines that can score um, as the goalies make those timely saves. The offense kicks in, steals games that other teams with lesser goalies may not be able to. And perfect example of that is the Maple Leafs. All the talent in the world, but their backup goalie situation has really har- harmed them this year. So that's a look at the final power rankings heading into the holiday break. Alrighty, let's wrap things up and take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Uh, the first thing I want to mention was uh, an article I saw from the Duluth News Tribune where Carson Kuhlman's mother was injured in a car crash while working with the U.S. Air Force over in the United Kingdom. Um, apparently she fractured her, her pelvis and she'll be on her back for up to six weeks. Uh, she won't be able to bear any weight on her foot. There has been a GoFundMe set up um, for the Kuhlman family. Um, and if you're able to support, please do check it out. Uh, they're over there. With their boys grown, Carson obviously playing in the NHL, and uh, his brother is off in Italy uh, for school. Um, So, yeah, it must be tough to have suffered an injury like that in a foreign country. Um, So any any help that the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast can offer the Kuhlman family uh, would be much appreciated. Uh, The Bruins had their morning skate. I just saw the line combinations and pairings for this evening's game. Looks like Marchand is back after a maintenance day yesterday. He'll be on his uh, familiar spot on the top line. Uh, One change is Bjork and Coyle are joined by Chris Wagner on the third line. Heinen moving up to the second line with Nordstrom, Corrali, and Bacchus rounding out the fourth line. Uh, John Moore appears to be out and Connor Clifton back in with Matt Grizzlick as well. So there's some brief um, notes lineup notes for uh, Thursday's game against the Islanders. Elsewhere around the NHL, Ilya Kovalchuk remains an unrestricted free agent. I haven't seen any updates on him, although Bob McKenzie in a tweet thread with Greg Wyshynski of ESPN yesterday mentioned that the Bruins do not seem to be interested, uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Elliot Friedman released his latest 31 Thoughts podcast with Taylor Hall off the market. He lists such players as Chris Kreider, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, um, Tyler Toffoli, Trevor Lewis uh, as uh, players that will draw interest in terms of uh, trade action prior to the deadline. There's a lot of pending UFAs that are trying to win this season who are unlikely to be shopped, including uh, our own Tory Krug, uh, St. Louis's Alex Pietrangelo, Washington's Nicholas Backstrom and Braden Holby expect those guys to stand pat and uh, either resign or uh, act as kind of internal rentals. Uh, same thing with Jake Muzzin, Tyson Berry, uh, Thomas Grice, Carl Soderberg, uh, Justin Schultz. These are guys that uh, will be free agents, but uh, probably won't be shopped prior to the deadline. Soderberg might have been a nice addition for the Bruins as a third-line center if they decided to go with the coil up to the second-line route. But uh, alas, um, we'll see how that plays out as well. 
Uh, so yeah, not too much tangible news-wise around the NHL to keep an eye on. Um, the Bruins are in action tonight, as I mentioned, against the Islanders. And um, yeah, Kovalchuk watch continues. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with the final episode of the week. Uh, previewing Saturday's game against the Predators, taking a look back at hopefully a win against the Islanders and just some other general merriment as well. I hope you all have a great Thursday. Uh, If you need to reach me, you can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care, friends.